The following is a special audio presentation of White Roof Radio Production. All right, everybody. Uh, we are here tonight. We got a special guest, uh, Tony from Utah. Tony is a motoring advisor at um, at a dealer in Utah. Tony, how's it going? It's going great. Awesome, awesome. Well, I we sure appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come on. We've been wanting to have a motoring advisor for a while, and of course, you know, we have to jump through a lot of the corporate hoops to do this. Um, and uh, you know, we can't. We we understand we can't ask you everything, sure, <laughs> everything sure. we want to, but we're going to do our best to uh, to ask you what we can. So, like I said, we're going to dive right into some questions. And um, it's just me and Alex for this point of the show here. So, Alex, uh, what's our first question for Tony? Our motor so, uh, the first question for Tony was about uh, him working at Mini. You know, how long has he been working on Mini, and uh, and um, and you know, why does he work at Mini? Like, has he has he you know worked in other for other car brands before? And uh, so, it's kind of a three part question, right? How long have you been working at Mini? Have you uh, why do you work for Mini? And uh, do you have any idea of how many how many cars you've sold so far? Sure, good question. Um, uh, I'm actually an artist by trade and, uh, my friends worked at BMW. And so I kind of got thrown in the mix when I was, you know, getting married. I didn't really have a job at the time cause I was doing just freelance art and, uh, um, which the father-in-law didn't think it was a job. So, um, my friend said, Hey, you should come try this. And so I, you know, <laughs> I knew everyone at BMW. They said, you know, I know the cars and I actually liked the mini clientele i knew the atmosphere i knew it was different than bmw in a like i fit more in with that um unorthodox style car brand right and so i i dove right into that and i've been with mini just shy of six years now oh wow okay yeah and so i roughly sell between you know 120 to 130 car 130 cars a year and uh um uh i've I've had a blast like i honestly have it and truly in 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 our dealership, we've we've had really close relationship with all the, all my coworkers. We're, we're all friends, and in and in the car world, it's really rare to find that. Um, I know in a lot of mini stores there is um, a lot more camaraderie, but the the industry has changed. And with, at our store, you know, I've got you know, there's a couple of us that have been there a long time, and so we're all friends. Like we hang out outside of work just as much as we do in work uh, or at work. Um, and so yeah, that's what for us. That's what keeps us there. And, and 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 corporate sees that when they come by, they know we have a strong bond with our customers and our employees. Well, so. and the fact that you've been there for six years, um, how many motoring advisors are at your dealer right now? So they're doing the whole genius program. We've actually converted um, one genius over to a sales guy. So now there's, we're back to five. We usually would run like a really tight crew of three of us. Right. Uh, myself and another guy um, who's been there, you know, almost eleven eleven years. He's we're both assistant managers now. So. We're running our own deals, um, which I'll go into later. We're a little bit different kind of store than the than the other a lot more of the a lot other uh, stores out there. Um, but uh, so now there's five of us. We just needed more people on the floor. There's it's just a it's summer. It's busier. Sure, there's a lot sure. more people coming in. And is your dealer is it corporate owned or is it like an independent you know like a a, a small like independently owned dealer? We are luckily independent, and our owners kick ass. They okay. are they are fantastic people. They own you know the we've got the mini store, and then we've got BMW, and they also own BMW uh, two BMW stores. One that's about uh, thirty miles away, just south of us. Well, that's awesome. It, se- it seems like it might be an odd question, but I know around the country there's a lot of mini dealers that are part of conglomerate groups, if you will. Like Penske owns a bunch of dealers, and of mm-hmm. course there's a Hendrick oh, uh, yeah. family and things <laughs> like that, and and things work differently, and so. 
it's understandable, like you said, that it's more family oriented when it's a small, you know, you know, kind of independent dealer. So, so that means that means a lot, and I, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for you. It sounds like a fun place to work. So yeah. before uh, uh, so so before uh, Todd jumps into another question, uh, you mentioned the Genius Program. Can you share with uh, with people what it is? Uh, because I'm not sure everybody everybody knows. Sure, the Genius Program. Um, you know, it hasn't gone into full swing yet. Like, I mean, I guess our our employees aren't considered geniuses just yet officially. But you know, it's basically a training program for salespeople almost, and that they kind of immerse them in all the product knowledge. They um, they get a feel for the brand and, and customers without having to like feel like they have to sell or pressure or anything that, you know, is going to make them apprehensive. Um, so that's, I mean, the whole plan is to like get them to move into a sales position, hopefully. And they're just there to answer questions and they do a ri- for us, you know, our, our assistants or our geniuses do a great job of filling in, you know, if we're busy taking on test drives, things that, um, you know, if we're sitting down with people that have, you know, financial questions we can work those through and they can take them on the on the drives awesome awesome so you've been there you know six years you probably sold five six hundred cars on average maybe a little more than that is there um like a typical what would you say the typical mini buyer is like and uh um you know if you think there is a typical buyer what's average uh and what is who who is that person for you good question it's it's that's crazy. It's a moving target. I would say most of my customers are middle-aged, you know, usually married. Um, the thing about any industry, especially car sales, is you, you can never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we'll get guys coming in with dirt under their fingernails, ripped jeans. And you know what? They're probably a potato farmer and they own, <laughs> you know, a million anchors up in Idaho and they're probably going to pay cash for their car. Right. So the thing, and that's the beautiful thing about mini is like, you have no idea. Like, I mean, we have 20 year olds that walk in that are millionaires, you know, even in like in Utah, especially we have this huge Silicon Valley kind of thing going on here where, you know, you just can't judge a book by its cover. And, um, but overall, I'd say most of my customers are between 45 and 55, typically married, maybe some kids in the house or, or in college. That's, that's my average customer. That's fascinating. And I'm sure that varies by dealer, of course, but that's where you oh. are. So that's, that's great. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's even more fascinating because me living in cities, like, uh, like there, I see a typical mini buyer. It's someone that is, you know, fairly, fairly young in their, you know, late 20s, early 30s, uh, that's, you know, just started working or, uh, still living at their parents and, you know, they bought them like a mini or this just, you know, making a little bit of money and they decided to buy them, uh, to buy themselves a nice car as opposed to, uh, the people you described, you know, in their 40s, you know, 40s, 50s that have, you know, kids, uh, already in college and stuff. So that's, so that's interesting. Interesting. Absolutely. I, I, I would say in the Midwest, I would agree with you about the people who I see on a day-to-day basis. Um, because where I work, I work in the uh, really close to the service department where people come in. And so I see the customers and what cars they have. And I can tell if it's a brand new car, if it's an F56, or if it's an R56, or if it's an R53. And I can tell somebody's either the second or third owner of this car. Sure. And that you're right. It does vary. It could be anything from some, some kid in high school or college all the way up to, I would say, a majority of the people are in their 40s and 50s. That's, uh, it's the same here in the Midwest. And yeah. I think that kind of stuff blows the minds of, of people who think they understand what the mini brand is and who it targets and who it appeals to. Because, uh, you know, and, and, and we'll get to that as, as, uh, as we continue our questions here. But, but uh, fascinating information. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex? 
Uh, yes, let me find it. Sorry, you can't, you got me off guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, the next question was about the, um, uh, you know, what, so we, so Todd and I, you know, I've, I've, I've some experience with monitoring, monitoring advisors, right? And so uh, one of the things I was telling last week on the show was, uh, you know, I, I, I came, you know, in, into a dealer in the Boston area and I, you know, uh, sat into a JCW and I asked the, the monitoring advisor, like, do you know if those seats are standards? And I was pointing at the dynamic seats and he said, yes, they are standards. Like, really? Like, yes, I'm like 100% sure they are they are standard, right? And, I'm, and I said to him, are you sure? And he was not so sure anymore afterwards. So he went back, checked, <laughs> and of course, they were not, they were not uh, standard, right? So... So we we always say on the show that you know we are not you know the the right typical customer because we know more than monitoring advisors do. Mm. But in your opinion, like what makes a great monitoring advisor? Um, being service oriented, just being there to help people, and you know even as long as I have been there, I got stumped the other day, like totally embarrassed. But the customers knew like I wasn't like trying to make up an answer. I went back and said, you know, let me find the answer for you. And I just was like having a brain fart or something. And, um, I think it really boils down to just service. Like you, I tell my customers, you know, after the sales process, I say, you know, I, you're not finished with me. Like you've, you've, I work on commission, like you've paid for my service and this, you know, I have people that have been my customers for six years. And I said, you text me, you have my number, you, you know, smoke signal, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever way you need to get to me, get to me. Like I'm here for you. Like I, you know, it doesn't matter. It's two in the morning. Like if, if my phone goes off and I, and I'm, you know, not with my kids or something like that, like I'm here for you. Like I'm, this is my career. Like I want to, um, be there for you in a service oriented and mindset. So, you know, in, in the car industry, and I know Mini's changing where it used to be all custom orders and there's more of a sales process now with, you know, dealers carrying more inventory. But um, you've got to keep that mentality that you're there to serve and you're there to help people. And if you can keep that as your forefront, you know, you'll be successful as a motoring advisor or anything in sales or anything in life, I guess. I don't want to turn this into like some Tony Robbins moment. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, but I think, you know, product knowledge, you want to stay on top of your product knowledge. You know, and there's a lot of new stuff coming out. And if you're, you know, sitting on your laurels and just, you know, knowing what you've known all these years, you've got to, you know, keep up with what the technology, you know, it's there's a lot of new stuff that that we have to um, we haven't had before, like BMW's had. So um, product knowledge, obviously, is, is key. And then and then like again, just just really being customer oriented and 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 just, you know, uh, having fun. I mean, that's the big thing. And it's, and it can be stressful. You know, those months that don't start out great and you got to keep on top. When of you your... get to the middle of the month and it's the 15th of the month and you're like, I got two cars out. What am I going to oh, do? Like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to pay my mortgage. Right, yeah. right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Like you've got to have fun. And that's one reason I've stayed with many is, is the fun factor. And that's been, you know, my sales manager just, he's a retired Lieutenant Colonel. He just kicks ass. He's not a micromanager. And, you know, sometimes maybe he should be, but at the same time, I'd rather have him be more like, you know, hands off, let me do my, my business. And I've grown as a person in the last six years. I mean, I've, I'm a totally different, you know, uh, person and, you know, salesman, you know, totally. I've, I've, I feel confident, you know, with people and, right. and, uh, right. and that's, and that's the big thing. Well, you've been at it six years, which is a lot longer than, than, than a lot of people left. So that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you do a great job. So what do you think the, uh, what do you think the biggest misconceptions customers have about motoring advisors and then maybe about the mini itself 
But oh, I can go with the mini easily. It's like that they won't fit, you know. Yeah. Like guys all the time, they're like five seven, and they're like, "I'm not going to fit in this." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no, you're going to be fine." I have a friend who's six eight who drives one on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, my my tallest <laughs> customer six nine two sixty five ex basketball player, and and he's at two countrymen, and yeah. so, you know, that's the the big misconception with mini is you know. Will they fit? You know, of course, these are great questions. People are going to have their standard questions, but with like our countrymen, you know, is the all wheel drive great? Can I do great in the snow? And I'm like, man, I drive my 2003 um, R53 Cooper S. Like, I, I'm in the snow in Utah, you know, up the canyons with snow tires on. I'm like, you'll do fine. Like, you'll do great. Right. So, um, those are like kind of the big misconceptions. And I don't, I don't know if there's a misconception about a motoring advisor, you know, obviously, I mean the typical pe- people go into the typical car salesman. They're like, eh, I don't like car salesmen. They're all full of crap. And you know, they're going to lie to me and be a real jerk and everything like that. But I think many dealers in general across the country are different than that. And I think that's kind of what we were going after. Do you get people who walk in and think that they have to deal with you like they did the last guy at the Honda dealer or the Nissan dealer or whatever else? Let, uh, let me start with this. When when I was doing my first training, when I first started with Mini, they always would say – they'd say like, you know, when you're at a party, introduce yourself as a car salesman. And when they ask you what kind of cars, you know, oh, I sell Minis because it usually breaks the ice right, a right, little bit. Right, Um And with our dealership – and I let people know this because I'm, I'm selling myself as much as I am, the, you know, the car because I want them to know like you're going to have a good experience with me and, and, and our dealership. Like we're the only Mini dealership that doesn't have a traditional like F&I finance department guy or, you know, office and we're very different that way and, you know, and, and – is our dealerships that make way more money on the back end? Of course, but the front end, we're keeping like high customer retention. You know, when I tell people this, they kind of like they lower their guard. They're like, oh, that's cool. They're like, there's not other people. I'm like, no, it's me. Like, you know, if I have to ask my sales manager some specific question, I can't remember about the rates or whatever. Like, we can go there, but typically, like, people just like, I'm like, I tell people, if you want to make this really difficult, we can make this difficult, but I'm not here to make it difficult for me or you. So let's like roll with this. Like, let's have a good time and, and let's get you a mini. Like, that's what it's all about is, you know, that's what you're here for. You're not here to buy a loaf of bread. You're here to get a mini. <laughs> so, so when you're saying that the, the process is very different, are you talking about the, uh, for example, someone like you, we do like the, you know, the introduction to the car, you know, help them choose the model, the options, and then also do the financing and all the paperwork. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, we're, you know, going to our trainings, guys are like envious of this because they have so many people touching their customers. You have, you know, and, and we're, you know, California, you've got millions of people walking through the store. Sometimes you just need a team to help you. Yeah. But, um, but for us, yeah, it's the introduction. And that's right from the get go. Like those first, you know, we have a training, you know, rock in the first five minutes. And it's true. Like those first five minutes, you know, don't talk about the car. It's all about them. Like, let's find out about the people because that's going to direct you to what they want, what they need. Um, you're not trying to sell like what's the hot item of the day or the week or whatever you're spiffed on. Um, and, uh, you know, walking through the whole, like if, if I'm busy, you know, I can have assistants take them on a test drive, but that's, that's my mobile office. Like the mini is my mobile office. I've, I mean, I can only imagine, I wish I would have tracked how many test drives and miles I've put on these cars. Cause <laughs> you know, I, 
Yeah. You know, people are like, aren't you scared? And you're in with all, like, they've got a driver's license. If I ever feel threatened, I know what the car can do. <laughs> has, thinking, any, has anybody ever wrecked a Mini on a test drive? <laughs> no. Actually, I've been in the I've been in the car. They haven't wrecked it, but I was with the only guy that got into an accident. And I asked him very politely, hey, do you want me to back it into like our little demo area? He's like, no, I got this. I'm a professional. Word for word, that's verbatim what he said. And he backs, backs it right into our big, huge black pole holding up our, <laughs> our uh, demo area. And I was like, are you kidding me? And of course, he's like, left work he just bought a volkswagen his wife doesn't even know he's there we have to call the cops because we need we have to like report it and right. it was just like this total show we're like oh, oh and like and like, it was so funny <laughs> we're like oh man you should have bought a mini like oh. it was it was too funny that's too funny so yeah i just uh we're almost there i just wanted to uh just got a comment to what tony just uh, said uh i think it's great that you guys you guys are vertically integrated like this because uh on the show we've been advocating for this like for a very long time to to have something like this, you know, implemented across dealers in the U.S., we understand, as you said, it's not always possible because in California there is such a huge volume so that you need a team to help you out. But having like one, you know, having to deal with just one person, I mean, that for me that changes the entire experience, and I, I think that's really, really a terrific thing you guys are doing. Awesome. Um, uh, I think the next question was about the uh, so so you know very often, and maybe I'm one of those people. <laughs> Uh, some buyers, you know, argue that price is everything, while others want price and service. What is what is your position on that? I love. I was so looking forward to this question when you sent it to me because I have stories galore about this. Where I've worked with people endlessly to help them get a mini, and they've gone somewhere else in their dealership. It could even been a used dealership somewhere, and. They, you know, it's weird how people don't compute, like they might save like 500 bucks going, you know, across borders, you know, to Colorado or somewhere else. And then they don't consider like taking time off work and, um, you know, the expense of driving a car back. And especially if they bring a trade, you know, that they're going to probably get a different story when they get their trade in, you know, across the border. Cause they know those people aren't going to turn around and leave. They're not going to like put their tail between their legs and walk away. So, you know, price there's honestly, there's really not a huge margin in minis and there's not a lot of margin in a lot of cars. We don't have holdback. I mean, you can look that up on like Edmonds or a lot of different websites. Like we just don't have dealer holdback. We'll get incentives here and there and, you know, and like we'll pass those on to the customers and, and, uh, um, make sure they're feeling like that, you know, that they didn't leave money on the table that they, you know, it's one of those industries. that's still kind of the wild west and, um, uh, that you want to, you know, you want to feel like you got a good deal. Um, but, uh, price, yeah, price, you know, there's more value in, in the experience. And if, you know, if you have a crappy motoring advisor and you just want to drill in for price, I, I, I get you. But if you have someone that's really trying to take care of you, you know, that's where we make our living. And, you know, if I ever discount a car, you know, it's not, it's nothing huge, but you know, I'd rather buy them like all season formats or like the stumpy, the sporty antenna or, you know, something of value, like, uh, like for us, it's like the roof racks. I'm like, if you look at that roof rack and I buy you a ski rack, it's like, you know, about $400 total. Um, you're going to remember that you're not going to remember the $400 discount I gave, I gave you, you're going to remember every time you put your skis in there to go up the Canyon that I gave that to you, that that was part of the, you know, the deal or the experience. So, um, you know, some people, like I said, they, they do get caught up in price. And even me, like I'm in sales, like I want a good good price. Like I'm always, you know, Googling stuff and Amazon Prime and like all this stuff. But sometimes it just um, well, take care of the people, especially if they're local. Like, you know, I've been six years. Like people know if they call me, I'm there for them, you know. and Or and if I'm they're a regular customer and it's their second or third mini. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, like and I'm and, you know, and I've had p- customers that have bought 
four or five minis from me, their whole family, they've all paid MSRP and they're completely happy with that. Well, they know, and, and like, tra- yeah, that's, traditionally that's easy. what people do everywhere in the country. And that's that used to be make it easy for motoring advisors back from in the early days of like 2002, 2003. In fact, most places were charging, you know, $1,500 more than Ugh. MSRP because they were in such demand. Yeah. And but now, like you said, I think it's gotten a lot more competitive and people think, well, the guy down at the Volkswagen dealership is going to knock me four thousand dollars off on the GTI. And you're yeah. like, OK, good luck with that. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not going to happen come, here. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, heck, we, I mean, now we have like Mercedes and Audi really kind of coming down market. Yeah. And like I kind of think they're bastardizing their brands, you know, even though BMW is kind of doing like they're they're bringing like the X1, which I had one. Like, I love that car. Like, there's a lot of good things that are coming like. Like some of these higher end cars are really going cheap, and so that's why Mini, I think, is even going. I know it's a different question, but like going up, 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 up scale, and like you know, trying to take some of their their traction away from them because well, you know, if you're going to spend thirty five grand, you know, hey, get a Mini. It's going to give you all these other, you know. Yeah, that segues to our next question. Then is that um, from what we've heard, and this isn't like this isn't definite yet, but <clears throat> from what we can see, is the Mini is they're they're changing their brand a bit. They're kind of uh, doing a corporate identity shift if you will and they're going a little more upscale a little more premium um and they're considering their that the, the mini is in a, a, a premium class of cars not luxury they, they don't want to use the word luxury but a premium small car class and yeah. they kind of created that back in 2002 for, for what it was and then everybody else caught up to it because now everybody and their brother has everything from you know navigation as an option to uh, a rear i mean get a rear camera and a chevy spark for crying out loud <laughs> so um uh, you know the question is with with mini doing that and the fact that you said your average buyer is you know probably 40 to 55 years old something like that yeah uh do you think that's really going to make a difference to your sale of target you know target market if mini tries to move a little more upscale or is it just going to finally uh, uh, start fitting into the people who are buying the minis currently. I don't know. We we were talking about this yesterday at you know just around the office. We were kind of talking about it because I mean people are expecting more of their vehicles. You know everyone walks in and they want rear view cameras or or they want that connect. When I tell people with the base radio that they don't have Bluetooth connectivity for their music, it's kind of like. Really? And Wait. I can get over that. And some people just they're looking for a, a cheaper car. They don't have to have that. And they're just excited mm-hmm. to be in a mini. So um I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. And uh it's I mean our our big brother, you know, BMW, they do such a great job. It's like it's you know, if you have a countryman in the future gonna compete against an X one, you know, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. It's 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 definitely changing that way. Yeah, well, I, I think that's awesome, and I think with the Clubman, and we haven't touched on that much, but with the with the Clubman coming out now, from what I read in the press release, that Bluetooth streaming for your music is going to be standard on the car. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I I think it will be too. Mini Connected is going to be in every car. Um, I think Mini Connected at this point is useless for the most part. We've had it in two different Minis, um, and the 2014 that we've got now that's got mini connected. We've used it a total of, I think twice in a year. Um, and I'm pretty tech savvy, but, uh, so here's hoping I'm still crossing my fingers that they do something to, to kind of entice people with that technology. And, uh, it's not something cause I used to say, Oh, you got to get the nav because you want to stream your, your music from your yeah. iPhone without taking it out of your pocket. Well yeah. now with the Clubman, 
But the question then remains, and this is just speculation here, is is the Clubman going to be the premium end of the brand? Is it going to have all of the high-end stuff? And is the hardtop just going to be, oh, if you want that, you're going to have to pay for it as an option? I don't know. Well, it's interesting that, you know, in the in the when we started ordering the, the F56 last summer, or I guess spring, you know, to, for the 14s, we ordered a bunch in manual transmission and a lot of Cooper S's. And we learned quickly, I mean, within that month of getting those cars, everyone wanted the Cooper in an automatic or even the S in the automatic because you got, you know, the... I know. The, and I'm just left shaking my head over that. <laughs> it's, and you know, and it's, I understand that. I get it. Like, my, we have a paceman. The paceman's automatic. I mean, my mother-in-law drives it. And like my 03, obviously, it's a stick. It's a Cooper S. But um, the new transmissions, are they're fast. I mean, look at the M3. Look at the oh, M5. Yeah. Look at all these vehicles. These, I mean, it's where they're going. And I know Mini's smaller. It's kind of that, you know, retro throwback. But even the people buying it, they don't want to shift anymore. They got knee replacements. They've got – they're just tired of shifting <laughs> in the city. But, you know, so, and I have those you – know, it's – it's funny. My one of my oldest customers, he's 82, and he had a uh, um, diabetes, so he lost his left foot, like most of it. And he's the one that drives a stick. He drives a stick, uh, a manual transmission, Countryman, oh, wow. which is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, well, I, I think the new automatic transmissions are getting better and better. Your kind of point was that as well, as they get better and better, it's not so much a the enthusiasts are only only going for the manual transmissions anymore, which I think they are to an extent. But as I drive, like we drove the F56 cross country at Mini Takes the States last year, and it was an automatic, and I think we all really liked it. We're all like, I could, oh, yes, we did, yeah. I could yeah. live with this car every day, especially if, like Alex, I'm in the city and I'm driving in traffic all the time. I would rather have the uh, the automatic. But yeah. oh, absolutely. Well, the thing I was I I remember what I was gonna say is so when we ordered all these cars, you know, I know a lot of dealers because the Cooper is such a cool car, and you know, and the price has gone up a little bit that they're ordering a lot of these cars without the media package, and without you know the mini connected screen and the enhanced Bluetooth, and so I think I Mini's just- you know gonna force dealers, and that's I also think that's why they're putting the eight speed transmission in the S versus the Cooper for right now because it's going to entice more people to go with the Cooper S. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just a side note, I don't know how, like, breaking corporate rules, but we can't can't just build Coopers. You know, there's just not enough profit margin in a Cooper to sustain a a company this size. You've got to have, you know, JCWs in the mix. You've got to have Cooper S's, and you've got to – they built such a great uh, base model car. It's like – well, it's like we got we got to spice up the the Cooper S's now. I know. I love to tell the story back in 2003 when I went to buy a Mini for the first time. Um, at the time, I was I went in. I had the order in hand. I went online. I built it. I had all my options chosen, and I went in to buy the Cooper. And we went and drove it. And we're like, yes, we love it. This is what we want. We didn't even drive the S. And the salesperson was like, I tell you what, just drive the S. And see what you think, you know, and he tosses me the keys to his car, his personal car. Because back in 2003, they just didn't have that many there. What right? a badass. That's a good guy. So he's That's like, good... here's the keys to my car. You don't have, he goes, just go drive it. I'm not telling you to buy it, but just so you know, right? I didn't get out of the parking lot before <laughs> I'm like, screw it, I'm buying the S. So That's awesome. I think from a sales standpoint, when, when somebody does something like that, is they come in and you're like, listen, I'm not telling you to spend an extra three grand, but make your own decision and sure. don't make it without knowing what's on the table. Sure, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, I, I've, I've willingly put people in a Cooper 
and they said they wanted an S just to see if they noticed. And they're like, yeah. damn, this is quick. And I'm like, yeah, this is the base model. They're like, what the crap? So, well, and the new one's even better. That's the thing is when that's, you put that's what I mean. Not 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 when they were like, you know, the the R the R56 and stuff. I mean, like right now, currently what we have. They there was like, just more of a different. There was just more of a difference in the previous two generations, and now yeah. I think it's a little yeah. peppier. And people will be like, hey, the Coopers are great because you know we've got an F56 Cooper. I've got a GP. Um, and then we had uh, an R56 Cooper for a while. So I've been all over the board, uh, you know, from Cooper to Cooper S. And, you know, personally, I'm I'm sticking with my JCW. So. Oh, well, damn, you've got a, a GP. Yeah. Seriously. We, we just sold a WC50, our, our sales manager. It was his, his car. And then when he sold it, a guy just traded on a BMW. And a, a kid just bought it. He was like 26. We're like, dude, you have a kick-ass car. Yeah. And it's like, and that's a, that's a, that was a cool car. Yep, and yep, so yep. I've got a couple of GP owners as well. One of the rarest car. Well, that's awesome. Tony, we don't want to take any more of your time. You've been uh, uh, fantastic to, you know, come share with us a little bit about the life of a, a motoring advisor at a mini dealer. <laughs> it sounds like you have fun at what you do. And I think that's what everybody wants to hear. So, yeah, yeah, we, we really appreciate it. And, um, and Absolutely. if you want to plug anything, you know, like you said you were an artist, or if you want to plug uh, anything about Mini of Murray, just go ahead. This is your time. Yeah, uh, dot com. That's, that's, that's us. Uh, personally, I, cause it, I, everyone at Mini knows me as like the artist, at least, you know, the people have you know, trainings with and everything. And so, like, you know, during Christmas time, I used to draw everyone's minis that they bought for me, which, got painstakingly too hard to do because I just, you know, with the years there, I can't do that anymore. But I still send out personalized cards every year for Christmas and and have done so to like even the people at corporate, um, you know, for different events and whatever. But yeah, I, I, I do the Comic-Con stuff and my website's the Tonus, T-H-E-T-O-N-U-S.com. I, I do a lot of superhero stuff and and for and on a philanthropy side, like every every print I sell, um, I give one to a kid in a, in a hospital. So that's something I'm kicking off this year. So that's awesome. Um, which, that's which awesome. Is pretty cool, yeah. So I'm doing some art right now for LA Galaxy, which is pretty cool with that series. So um, yeah, hopefully making my mark. You know, just you want know, to diversify, I guess. You know, so and mini honestly, like a lot of my art customers, my my clientele comes from the mini brand, and people are ex- enthusiastic about their cars. We have a really good car repair, so I, I draw. I they commission me to do their cars a lot. Like I draw a lot of minis. So so yeah. So it's, minis minis been good to me. Like there's. You know, it's a it's a great brand and I'm really excited to see what happens over the next, uh, you know, three to five years with, the, you know, the new countrymen coming after the clubman and the new convertible next year. And, uh, you know, and, um, you know, I don't think going upscale is a bad thing. Like I'm a BMW fan, you know, since I was a, a, a little kid and I've had multiple BMWs as well, you know. And so um, it's nice that the the quirky brand's going to have some of those those fun features from the from big brother yeah yeah absolutely i'm i'm looking forward to that also we can't wait for the clubman so hopefully that'll uh that'll give a you know sales and and numbers a kick in the pants for everybody because you know hey it's one more model for people to come into your dealer well uh, i don't have to (laughs) choose from three anymore (laughs) i well i know now we're like well crap because the four-door sells so well i love the four-door and it's like well crap is it just going to be like the clubman sells but i think you know they i think they've got their niches down you know and yeah um, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's totally awesome. Tony, we sure appreciate your time then. We'll put a link Thanks. up to your uh, website in <laughs> our show notes then. You guys are great. Awesome. Right. awesome. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thank All you. Right, yeah. Take care. Cool. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.